friend. Welcome back to Call Me Donovan. Yeah, it's it's been a been a little bit, been busy. Actually, I had intended on recording this one a couple of days ago. It it literally was going to be day one thirteen cutting ties. And then I actually marked through my notes and said, uh, day one fourteen cutting ties. Now if I can actually get through recording this one all the way through and release it, it'll be day 115 cutting ties. So here we go. Uh, there there have been a few changes in my life over the, the last few weeks. Now, my, you know, my last episode was recorded on August 29th, and that was one day before Hurricane Idalia came through. Unfortunately for us, We're located in south-central Georgia, roughly 50 miles north of Valdosta, which, unfortunately for them, sustained a fair amount of damage when Adalia made landfall. The hurricane was headed northeast when it came through Georgia, so what we got was some wind damage, some heavy rain, and our power was off for about six hours total. Went off in the morning time for about an hour, came back on, and then a couple hours later went out for eh, roughly five, five and a half hours. So we were were lucky. The day Adalia came through was also the day that we closed on the sale of my childhood home to a friend of mine. It was bittersweet. I mean, I was glad to finally have that financial burden, as well as the upkeep off my shoulders. But at the same time, there's a feeling of phantom limb syndrome, something very similar to that. My son Tyler, he took three weeks vacation from his job at AWS in Seattle and flew in to stay with us. He was actually supposed to have arrived on August 30th. But a little hurricane canceled one of his flights, so he made it the next day. For a vacation, he has been working his ass off around here. You see, he told us to make a list of things that he could help with. And so we did. Gable fan, which I bought over a year ago, installed above my office. Check. Digital slash HD antenna installed in the attic, which is feeding an HD home run 4K receiver that is connected to Plex for picking up out of the air channels around here, which astonishingly, there's about 40-something of them. Check. Now, side note. What was old? Is new again, just with different tech. You know, old days, antenna, rotor. We were doing lucky if we could get three channels. Uh, We ran new data lines for the raceway and the uh, Cat 5 boxes I'd already put up uh, months ago, but they've been empty, checked. And then the big one, cutting down and burning 21 
Bradford pear trees. Mother effing check. That last one was, uh, that one took two days. And the help of my friend Ben and his tractor, which has a grapple on the front and a stump, uh, a stump grinder on the back. Now, funny thing, speaking of tech, we didn't get but about six of those stumps ground down because his John Deere tractor kept throwing codes. You see, Ben's also a techie. We're, we're friends, but we're also slightly uh, competitors. We do the same thing. We just don't poach each other's clients. I've, I've known him for 15 years now. Taking down the trees wound up being more profound for me than I realized. Specifically, four of the trees, the ones that lined our driveway. The thing about Bradford pears, or Bradford pear trees, is when they bloom, they are beautiful, gorgeous white blooms that kind of remind me of snow-covered mountains because there's a lot of these damn trees around this area. And when grown, they do provide beautiful shade from the excessive southern heat. So you may be asking, why the hell did you cut them down? Ah, well, there you go. For starters, they are considered an invasive species of trees. Some states actually pay you to kill the damn things and plant something else. They don't produce actual pears, but this little berry-like seed that birds love but make a terrible mess on the ground and will stain a concrete driveway. And then the leaves. In the fall and winter, if you let them pile up, they will mildew and also make a terrible mess. That's why we cut them down. The majority of them were along the property line on the other side of the house. They weren't grown, but they were just the right height for their branches with their needle-like protrusions to stab you in all sorts of places when you're trying to cut or cut the grass around them. I'm glad those 17 are gone. It's the other four that are now giving me pause. I mean, it's too late now. They're gone. However, I discovered there's something about them that I miss. I get up each morning around 5 a.m., one benefit of not having any alcohol the day or night before. Between 6.30 and 7 a.m., I'm in my office getting some tasks and processes completed. And I also usually, first thing, before I really sit down in my office and start doing anything, is I take a stroll down the driveway, listening to the birds and other Creatures, wildlife, insects, whatever, come to life. You know, waking up. The sun creeping up over the horizon. It's beautiful. It's peaceful most mornings. And that's what I was doing in my previous episode, if you listen to it. But part of that stroll was walking under the canopy that those four Bradford pear trees provided. It was almost like being wrapped in a comfortable blanket. It was, it was soothing. It, it was confined. It 
felt secure and, and safe, I guess. But now, that area looks two to three times bigger. I'll, I'll see if I can find some before pictures that I might have, and I will put links to them and the way it looks now in the show notes. Taking that stroll now, I feel vulnerable. I mean, don't get me wrong. They needed to go, and it does really look better, but it's just, it's it's different. And again, I don't know, phantom limb syndrome, but for a different reason. I guess that's the reason why I called this episode Cutting Ties. I've cut ties to my childhood uh, by selling my childhood home. I've cut ties to the way this place has been since we bought it and moved here in 2006. And I started all of this by cutting ties with the most mischievous mistress of all, alcohol. I think I've gone through more changes in the last 12 months, specifically the last, now, 115 days than I have in 20 years of all those changes combined. I'll be 54 in January of 2024, and honestly, it it seems like the older I get, the more things keep changing. I mean, it's not all bad, but it's not all good. And I suppose, I mean, that's life, right? My son goes back to Seattle on the 30th. He has to work remotely his last week here. And I think we're done with most of, if not all, of our little projects. Our upright freezer died day before yesterday, so that's been fun and had to drop $1,000 to replace it. I made a little bit of profit off of selling my, my childhood place, but suddenly it seems like the universe, very much like Republicans, want their pound of flesh. I do hope you find these episodes entertaining, if if not informational. I, I really have nothing to offer other than my stream of consciousness, verbal dysentery, whatever you want to call it, verbal diarrhea. But when you constantly feel like the weight of everything is on your shoulders, it's it's hard not to babble sometimes. I'm recording this on day 116, so 115 days are in the can. And if you'd like to reach out, my email is don at callmedonovan.com. My Google voice number is 229-796-4009. You can text that or call and leave a voicemail if you so choose and have anything you'd like to share with me. Thanks for listening. (music) 